What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. This guy is one of our own. He is DeKalb County's own. He is Atlanta's own. He is the 2002 National League Rookie of the Year. And he's 2022. When I said 2022. I don't think he was running around doing anything in 2002. 2022 National League Rookie of the Year. And he's just an all-around good guy. And uh, a guy doing some great things in the community, and he's here to talk about that as well as we are joined now by Michael Harris II, who will be with us for the next hour here in the locker room on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Michael, thank you for joining us here in the locker room, and thank you for coming in here in the offseason to spend a little time with us. Yeah, no problem. I always, always love coming back here and uh, chatting with you guys. We appreciate it. You came in uh, early in the year, and we really had a good time. Uh, went out, and we covered what you did for the kids down uh, in Stockbridge, and you had your uh, book bag giveaway. You did a really good thing that day. A whole lot of kids got a, a lot of stuff that they needed, and your partnerships with the community certainly had a whole lot of people coming out. And now your Catch-23 Foundation doing more work in the community as you guys are getting ready for a big bowling event and you guys are going to help out a whole lot of people. Uh, your nonprofit focuses on combating stigma of uh, mental illness, uh, homelessness, and you also deal uh, with helping out inclusion in some of the surrounding areas in Atlanta. So a lot of things you cover in your foundation. What's it like to be able – you're a young guy. I wouldn't think about any of this stuff when I was your age, <laughs> to be having all of this on your plate at such a young age. How do you get to that level where automatically where you get on a big platform, you want to help out? Yeah, ever since a kid, I always uh, knew I wanted to give back in some way. And I guess now having, I guess, the platform I have, um, I guess there's no better way than doing it by starting your own foundation and, and, and running things yourself. But, um, yeah, so when I was younger, I would do a lot of community service with my mom and she would take us out and, and uh, have us help out the community. So um, I kind of found some joy in that, and I knew in some some way, somehow, I wanted to uh, do that myself, and I guess no better time than now. Friday, December the 8th, your foundation, Cast 23 Foundation, having the balls and strikes with Money Mike. Celebrity Bowling Night, it takes place, and if you would like to register, you can go to wwwcash 23 foundation.com it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and if you want to see if you can sponsor a lane and help yeah. out 423-888-7832 nice stuff did you say catch catch 23 catch 23 catch 23 how'd you come up with that who who was the brains behind that one so i mean i guess i'm an outfielder yeah i'm 23 so um i guess the the phrase catch 22 it just kind of 
came morphed into it. Yep. Nobody in this room recognized that a walk-up music except me, huh? Put a smile uh, on your face. Yeah, I was was jamming inside. You you were jamming inside, ready to do some things. How did you come up with your walk-up song? Just the people? It's it's pretty much just the vibe it gives off um, when I first hear it or when I hear it every time. But, uh, yeah, when I I go up to the plate, I kind of want to be in my own zone and, and I guess... Yeah. So do you have to stick do. with your walk-up song for all 162, or can you change it whenever you want? Oh, I had uh, the last two years. I might have had over 30 different oh, okay. songs. Yeah. Okay, I, I have four at a time, and I change them like every month. So, gotcha. do you change that based on kind of how the season's going? Like, if one, you're like, just say you like you had a great streak in the middle of the year where you raise your average over 100 points. Is that where I'm going to just keep this thing going until the wheels <laughs> fall off? I think I, I kept that probably the longest because of that. But uh, typically, I try to give uh, the each set um, about a month. Okay. Kind of change it every month. Like a bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good bat. Give it a yeah. month. If it's not working, yeah, replace it. Get it out of or here. like a yeah. putter, right? Yeah. If that putter's not working, new putter. <laughs> Are you a superstitious a baseball player? Most, uh, when you talk about superstitions, you know, don't jump over the line, hit with the same bat. I remember uh, watching guys, they would hit bats and uh, tap them, tap the barrel to hear if it was a certain style. Do you have any superstitions that go on before you get ready to go take the field? I definitely don't like stepping on the line. Mm. I don't use the same bat. I kind of, I kind of have different, I guess, different wraps on it, different grips that kind of match the accessory I want to wear that day, or, or what, what I'm going like for. Yeah. Yeah. A little sauce on it. Yeah, yeah I like so, that. Um, Finn, you're gonna listen to me one day. Yeah. I, I always tell him, look good, play good. Yeah. All right, I have no problem with that. What's a big, big deal? You put a different wrap on your bat. Who gives a rip? You just do it. Whatever makes you feel good, go ahead and make it happen. Hey, you're a big animal guy. You're a dog guy. I heard you just got a new a new uh, addition to your household. I did. First time first time ever. I've always wanted one, and then now, now I finally got it, and I kind of love this. Now, do you have to get up and in the morning and night take the dog? Dogs are not like cats. They got to go. They got to go. Uh, it's, it's gotten better. Um, at first, it was had to get up earlier, way earlier to, to be able to. I guess get the potty training going, but uh, now now it's it's pretty much under control. I can get up, I guess the time I normally get up around ten ten thirty. And, and oh. well, so you got the, your dog trained right now. Yeah. That's good. What's the breed? Uh, Golden Doodle. Golden. Oh, the, those mm, are the best dog. dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go, Michael. It's Harris like is having sick. a kid though. Now you're locked down. It's like having a kid. We have a yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's like having a, another. It is. You got to consider a lot of responsibility. wherever you go somewhere. That's exactly yes. right. Got to be back. Yeah, put them into the schedule, yeah. and uh, they like you're right. They're like kids that don't grow up. I would yeah. say one of the most important things with a dog, especially like when you do vacations or something, is mm-hmm. find somebody you trust to take them to, mm-hmm. which isn't easy. Like we, all of us in here have pets, and I know we've had times where you go somewhere and your dog comes home and acts different. You go, all right, I'm not sending them back mm-hmm. there a different time. So. My wife would absolutely watch your dog anytime you want. <laughs> you have a problem with the name? We got a new dog. We already had a dog, and then we added a dog, so I threw it out to the listeners. Help me out with the name. I was going to go with Ozzy. I came in here and put my foot down. Ozzy is going to be his name. And then I bowed down, and the wife wanted uh, some matching names, so we went Mason. Was it hard for you to name your dog, and did you have a, a Braves name or a baseball player you went with? It was It was not hard at all. I knew the name before I even got him. Um, name is Cash. <laughs> I like the vibe. I do. Cash. Money Mike, cash. cash. There we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> what, what are you doing this time of the year? Um, do you, you say you get up a little late. So that's good sleep. You're a young man. You can go out. You can eat. You can sleep early. You can stay up late and get up late. Uh, what is a, a regimen for you this time of year now that you're out of the routine of being a pro baseball player? And when do you start your workout sessions for 2024? I'm actually starting today. And um, it's kind of weird because you feel like you don't have anything to do. You're just, you're just sitting around. And uh, that's why I kind of mix in. Other activities, bowling, golf, uh, I guess play a game, try to try to go do some, some other stuff outside. But, uh, yeah, and I try to lock myself up in the house because I feel like I don't have a job right now. So I uh, <laughs> just try to mix in some other things. Hey, we, you, you were talking beforehand, uh, video games take up some time. And w- with kids, and not to say your kid, but our kids, it becomes kind of a give and take how much you want them to play. How much do you get on there? What are some of the games that you're playing? Um, and how much time do you dedicate in a day? I get on there. I get on there uh, for quite a quite a bit of time. Uh, Every can, day, I can go. Yeah, I can go All for right, a Kyle while. Murray. But uh, <laughs> uh, right. I, I told him if you play an hour, you got to play twelve. Yeah, might as well. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's <laughs> but no, you didn't have to put in your contract, did you? No, 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 no. Nah, I don't really have as much time during the season, but yeah. still got to mix it in there to get my, I guess. Block my, block my mind out from other things. Michael Harris the second joining us here in the locker room on the fan, 680-93-7 FM. Uh, any uh, interaction with teammates? Does everybody scatter, go their separate ways? Do you have some guys that come over, play some games with you online, or uh, do you have uh, a situation where whatever happens, happens, you bump into guys, you bump into guys? Yeah, our whole team, we pretty much, they play, we played the game pretty much every night, uh, whether it was Call of Duty or I would play 2K with Matt Olson. Uh, he's not that good, but <laughs> don't let him hear that. Um, yeah, we every night it was it was a group text. We'd be like, "Who's getting on? I mean, who's playing what? What group are we playing with?" So, yeah, we we kind of just bonded in other ways. Uh, had golf outings, team dinner. So we we kind of we were a tight bond. Now, in Call of Duty, are you alone? Are you alone fighting? Or are you you teaming up? You know, um, duo. Uh, we play we play uh, quad, so it's four or. Could be three, depending on how many people's on. Yep. It's, I mean, but most That's of the time we're not playing. Our I side. love that, man. Yeah. That's amazing. It, it, it's team chemistry. Yeah, I was gonna say, it looked like just from the outside looking in, watch you guys play during the season and the postseason, you guys genuinely liked each other. Like there's a lot of times you'll see clubhouses or see teams in the dugout and there's a faction here and a faction there. Is, was that a real thing? Just you guys really cared about each other and really bonded this way? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't even know how they – you walk around the clubhouse and you see pitchers with outfielders, um, infielders, outfielders with pitchers, um, just talking, uh, mm-hmm. doing other things and in different locations. Everybody just bonded and it, it didn't even feel forced. It was just, I guess, the people that Double A has put in our locker room. He really, he really takes time and thinks about if they're really good guys for us to be around and, and um, if we bond together. We have a, such a, a, a an interesting roster. It's, it's a good group of young guys. You guys are in your early 20s, and uh, you have some veterans that are in. as a really good mix. How does that all work where you have old-school guys? Charlie Morton just had his uh, option exercised by the team, so he'll be 40. Got his AARP back. card at the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having that blend where, you know, it's not everybody is young, everybody isn't old, but it's a very good mix of guys to, to do a lot of things collectively together in a positive way? I think it's I think it's huge. Definitely have that mix, uh, different different mindsets, people that have been through different things in in the game, and just have different outlooks on on what they've been through and stuff. But uh, you really, I don't think anybody here would know uh, Charlie Morton is. It's probably one of the funniest to me on the team. Uh, 
He's he's really funny. I don't even know how to explain. Is it like dad of... joke funny, or is it like? <laughs> no, he just he's, he'll just do random stuff at at a certain time, and and you won't expect it, and he'll have the straightest face act like he oh. didn't do anything. But yeah, him he him and um him and Chavez are are pretty funny. Striders. He's up there for sure. <laughs> good to have good personality, you know, in a team that's winning, too. So um, we'll get into a whole lot of stuff, including the end of the season, uh, the ups and downs of the season, and some of your thoughts going into next year. Michael Harris, the second, he is here. His foundation, the Cats 23, bowling event will be taking place Friday, December 8th. His balls and strikes with money. Mike, if you want to be a part of it, to register, go to www.cash23foundation.org. And if you want to call, Call and see about getting a lane 423-888-7832. More with Money Mike when we return here in the locker room on the fan 680-93.7 FM. Welcome back in to the locker room on the fan 680-93.7 FM. Home team, the College Football Hall of Famer, Joe Hamilton, Falcon legend, and the guy who is always about town, boy, you're everywhere. Brian Fitterin, the dog, Hudson Mason, and the Miami Mauler. John Michaels, we are the locker room on the fan 680-93.7 FM. Joined by Michael Harris the second. Shout out to you, Mike. Who's got a huge event. His Catch 23 Foundation is having a big event Friday, December the 8th. Mark this on your brain and on your calendar. December the 8th, the foundation will host Balls and Strikes with Money Mike, a celebrity bowling night that will take place at Bolero in Marietta. And if you want to register, you can go to www.cash23foundation.org. Or if you want to call, you can call 423-888-7832. Mike does great things uh, for people suffering with mental illness, trying to eradicate the problem of homelessness, and he is promoting diversity and inclusion and also has a great love for animals. So is that right? It's cash23foundation.com. That's the website, not catch23? No, catch. And it's .org, but... Okay. Dot make org. sure we get all the information all right. correct. Oh, we'll write that down real quick. Right. Write that dot down in your notes. .org, yeah. .org is... <laughs> is the website. So we're talking to Money Mike. We got him in here. We were talking... First of all, can I thank you, man? Can I just, just thank you? For 32 seconds. Thank you for being yeah, from is. here. Thank <laughs> you for being a Falcon fan. Thank you for being a Hawk fan. Thank you for not putting on colors of the enemy. Not you walking around me? with Steelers stuff. <laughs> walking around with Cowboy stuff. Thank yeah. you for supporting the teams. You were at the Georgia-Missouri game. Thank you for being <laughs> here and just supporting our teams around here, sir. Yeah. I mean, it's... I have no choice to. I have a, I have a friend who's a Seahawks fan, but has never been to Seattle. So I, I kind of you see what I'm saying. I kind of get on him about that, and then have some other friends that just uh, kind of have. It feels like they're bandwagons because mm. they like Alabama. They like they like Golden State. The, you know the Chiefs. Yeah, the, Duke so, basketball. Yeah, you're not even in the same. You're not even just in the South. They name you're one coach, two coaches, <laughs> yeah. two stadiums. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know a whole lot of folks around yeah, we, here. We know them. Some of them may be in here, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I got. I got to ask you, Mike. The catch you make against Philadelphia. When, and I'm not saying prone to hyperbole. I said this the day after. No, not right at all, John. These not you. No, not not when it comes to this. That is arguably the greatest catch and throw that I've ever seen in a postseason game. Ooh, like yeah. legitimate. When you're going through this, balls off the bat. I know a lot of it's reactionary, and you're you're going to track it. 
In your mind, are you thinking, when I catch it, I got to turn and throw this in, I might be able to double a guy off? Or is that all just kind of on the spur of the moment as the play is happening? Uh, so so before the play, I actually was in my head saying, if he hits this to either gap, I'm going to try to do whatever to, to make this happen. I guess once it happened, um, I was on the way there saying, I, I got to get my body up to make this, make this catch of the wall. But um, I didn't even know that he was past second. Mm. Um, when I got it, I just knew I had to get in a second because maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he was tagging up or just, just get it in as quick as possible so he doesn't advance. But um, there was like a slow-mo. I threw it in, and then I see he was past second. I'm like, oh, no. And then he get, then I see it go past Ozzy, and I'm like, no. <laughs> then then Austin comes behind him, makes a throw, and then that's when that's when everybody goes crazy. But, yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. And then I look back, and you see – I guess Cassiano's running past him too, so I felt like everybody had on the same jersey at that point, and I just I just had to get the ball. In. It was a crazy scene. You yeah, think about Cassiano's coming around and him coming back yeah, this way, Harper, and then crazy. the play Riley made, amazing. Was Ronald saying anything to you after you caught it and hit the wall? I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, it was crazy I, loud. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just me and the ball at that point, mm. and yeah. All right, well, let's get into um, – let's start from uh, the most recent and work ourselves back. Let's go back to the postseason. Uh, certainly didn't end the way that you guys wanted it to, and uh, it, it just was simple. You guys didn't hit the ball, it was, and it wasn't one or two. It was everybody. It was just We just needed that one hit we all felt like would spark the entire offense. What was it like going through? Because a lot was made about you guys being off with the bye for the wild card. What is your assessment of what that did to the bats, if anything, for the opening of the series or the duration of the series? Honestly, I don't feel like it it changed our bat that much. I guess just, I don't know, a week of not playing in intense games. and I mean, we were still having the scrimmages here, but obviously it's not playoff-like. And um, I guess the I guess most of the credit just goes to the to the Phillies pitchers. You look back and you watch the game; they didn't give us anything to hit inside the inside the box. They were dotting everything and and making sure that we didn't get any good pitch to hit over the middle of the plate. So it was, it was they just did a good job, and and we all looked back and we saw that, and it was just uh, kudos to them because they didn't they didn't really make any mistakes and we left it over the plate. Uh, uh, did you feel like guys started to press? Like when you get a game or two in and and you start off slow, did did you feel like? guys started to maybe do some things at the plate uncharacteristically or did you feel that guys were just pressing in general oh i don't know but i mean that could that could be something i guess we did we did start off slow and then i guess winning winning that second game like like we did um felt like we had some momentum going and then uh they just they just kept pounding us with with good pitches so it was, it was kind of tough to um, get something going, and yeah, that was. Mm. That What's was that, that scene like? And you, you're closer to it being in the outfield in Philadelphia. We we've heard from national media up there how raucous it is, how crazy it is. We can hear it watching it on TV. Being a player on the field, can you feel it? Does it feel like those people are on top of you? Yeah, they they feel they feel pretty close. Yeah, they they get they get really really rowdy, and um, it's kind of weird because when I'm out there, it's not many. People say anything to me. I'm just, I'm just out there. But I hear it like around everywhere else. But yeah, I expected it to them to be saying something to me, but they really didn't. But um, yeah, it, get, it gets loud in there. And then once they, once they get going, it's hard to stop them. So you're, you're really playing against the team and the fans at that point. So um, you just got to find a way to, find a way to quiet both. Has there been any? Was there any conversation? The uh, 
conversation with a quote from Orlando Arcia and then Bryce Harper's home run and then his stare down and then his other home run and his stare down and then his throat slash. Did you guys say anything or have anything? What what happened and what was your view of all of that as it played out on the field? Uh, I mean, I noticed it the first, I guess the first time. I really didn't know if he was looking at him or not or just looking at the bullpen. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's been doing the throw slash all season. I don't know if people saw it or not. But, yeah, he's definitely been been doing that all season. But um, I didn't I didn't think what RCS said was that that bad. But I guess, I don't know. It just it got out. It probably shouldn't have got out. But, yep. um, I don't know, maybe because maybe it's the playoffs, it just he took it that way. And um, I guess it kind of fueled him, and I guess it was a good thing for him. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad, but Does I guess that it was good for put him. anything in the bag for next year? I mean, you can't have a brawl, you can't hit anybody for staring somebody <laughs> down in a playoff game, but somebody walking around staring down one of your teammates twice, nobody likes that. Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think it'll lead to anything big. Okay, but I don't know. I guess just because mm-hmm. it was a playoffs, you something got to fuel you, and then he, it worked. So just keep doing it, and it, I don't know. Is that more of an old-school baseball thing with the retaliation? Like, okay, you stare at my guy, we drill you in the back? Because it doesn't seem like that happens as much in today's day and age. Me, honestly, I like that. I mean, I don't – not necessarily drill him, but uh, I like the I like the fact that you can stare somebody down and then make it more competitive and you want to go get him back. So um, maybe I'm going to try to do that something uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> How much of the World Series did you watch, Mike? Uh, I think I watched – Pretty much every every game. Mm-hmm. I think I might have missed one, but I pretty much was tuned into to every game. How hard was it? Uh-huh. You know, and how how what is it feeling? How long does it take to get out? Just a devastating. You want all of those games, scored all of those runs, hit all of the home runs, and then it just kind of ended much sooner. What was that like? You know, watching other teams go forward. And how long did it take you to get it out of your system? Is it out of your system? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Um, it's kind of like we had the season we had, and we feel like we kind of let people down because we, I guess, we had such a monstrous season offensively, and then when we come to the playoffs, it didn't really, really show. But I guess again, that goes back to their their pitchers and, and how they um, prepare for us and just and executed everything they wanted to do. So uh, we we were told from from Snit route not to really uh, hang our head. We had a we had a good season and uh, probably one of the best offensive seasons you will see, but. Yeah, so don't really don't really hang your head about it. They they play good and we just I guess we didn't we didn't live up to what they were what they were doing, so um can't really can't really uh kick yourself about it. Brave center fielder Michael Harris the second joining us here in the locker room on the fan six eighty ninety three seven FM. What did Marcelo Zuna say to you throughout the year to kind of spark your season? So I think it was we we're playing the Mets in I forgot what month it was. Maybe it was probably June. June, 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 June. Yep. So um, he saw I was a little down myself, and he came and talked to me. Told me I was, um, I guess the best. He said I was the best center fielder in the league, and and when I'm out there, nobody's nobody can I guess get me out or, or compare. So that kind of that kind of gave me motivation, and and he just let me know that he's sticking with me, and and the team needs me. So um. I just had to. I just had to pull through in that moment. He told me my next at bat. That was when my season started, and uh, that's what I'm going with. So everything before that, I don't know who that was playing or had my jersey on. But <laughs> ever since then, that's when my season started. I I didn't get a hit, but 
had a line out at like 104. So he told me he told me that was that was when the season started, and ever since then it just kept going. You're back. Uh, take us through that. You know, you have a back situation in whatever you, whatever sport you're playing, you're back. If it's not right, everything's not going to be right. But once you started to get incrementally better and still trying to get your swing back, what was that like going through an injury and then trying to perform after the injury before you got yourself back together? Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I never really had a back problem before. And uh, I tried to – when it first happened, I tried to take swings, and it was – it was just like I was soft toss. It was just ground ball, ground ball. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't even like give a full swing. So I knew, I knew something was wrong, and I had to, had to come out. And um, yeah, that was that was weird. But coming back from it, um, just making sure I was one hundred percent healthy and uh, not trying to rush that because when you, when you have a back problem, you don't want to rush that and, and make it even worse when you try to come back. So uh, we did, I guess the. Medical medical field, uh, crew did a good job of making sure I was 100 percent and not rushing me back out there, even when I was when I was ready to, and and just just making sure I could stay the in, the entire season and, and um, help impact the team. He's Michael Harris. He's got the Michael Harris Foundation. It's called Catch 23. You can check him out. Catch 23 Foundation dot org. I think we got that thing figured out. I tweeted it out as well at 680 the fan and at bfin 86. You said your workout's going to start. Today, maybe for the off season, what does that look like for you? Uh, off season workouts. I remember, like I could take like two weeks off, and I would drink too much and hang around and sit on the couch and do whatever, and then my back would start getting sore. And I was like, all right, and the body's telling me it's time to start working out again. What What does your regimen look like? Normally, when the season's over, I take about a, a month off. To, mm-hmm. I guess kind of recap on the season and just let give my body time to heal. Um, but I guess during I work out with I work out with Marquise Grissom. Uh, our group is called the Hill Boys. He has a property, a hill, and uh, we work out there. So me, some other minor leaguers, and and another major leaguer, uh, Lawrence Butler. We have um, a pretty good group. We started during COVID uh, when we when we got sent back home from from spring training. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anywhere to really work out because all the fields were were locked and nobody was letting us in facilities and stuff. So he had this property that he's always had, and it has a hill. Uh, we hit there. Uh, run up the hill, uh, throw, trying to kind of do some some uh, field in there too. So uh, ever since then, we we just kind of created the Hill Boys group, and we've been tight ever since. And uh, every off season, we're we're getting back to it. That's awesome. Haven't been much crossover, um, you know, really historically in town, and that's to say, with Braves hanging out with Falcons, Falcons hanging out with Hawks. Do you have any relationship? Do you want to with Trey Young and some of the Falcons players? So a lot of you guys are in town, are young guys, and you're kind of starting your careers together. Yeah, I mean, I would that would be nice. I wouldn't complain, but um I don't know. I guess it's it's just kind of when we finish our season, their season starts and yeah. so it's kind of hard to kind of mix that in and, and football and basketball is pretty much going same time. So, I mean, um with your event, you're going to meet a bunch of them coming up in yeah. December, right? Yeah, December yeah, 8th. Yeah. And then today, I think we'll see a bunch of Falcons out there at um Academy, Academy Sports and Outdoors, yeah. right? Yeah. So you start developing those relationships as we get going. Plus, you're, I'm sitting here with me, so this should get you a Falcons game or something. He's, he's, he's got to bring that oh, Falcon funny. legend back into the conversation yeah. from time to time. Well, we thank you for your time. There's good stuff going on. You're doing great stuff, helping out a whole lot of people, and you'll do so in December. December the 8th, 630 at Bolero in Marietta. It's the Catch-23 Foundation. You can go to www.catch23foundation.org to find out about getting a lane. How's your bowling? How are you as a bowler? Straight on or Money spinner? Mike? Uh, 
I'm a spinner, but lately I've been disappointed in, my, disappointed in myself. Um, past few years I've been, I guess, above above average. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm, I'm not really living What's up to What's your average it. score? Come clean. 180? Now or back then? Your, well, give me your best <laughs> score ever, and oh, then now what you, what you shoot normally. Best score, 270. Ooh. 270? Oh, yeah. I was... I was pretty nasty, but now I know. <laughs> you see Castellanos running home. What's a, <laughs> what's a, I don't even know. What's a good score for a, 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 a I think as an adult male, as an athlete, should be somewhere around 140, 150. Yeah. On average. Yeah, grown if you bowl man, less than 100, don't you do come not, out there. You're not allowed to hang out with oh, yeah, that's, yeah, You just got to walk out the bowling alley. <laughs> Go less than 100. Hey, Thank Hudson, you. if you put the bumpers up, <laughs> I'm going to tackle you. We'll, we'll certainly be there to support, Absolutely. and uh, you're going to get a lot of support in the city. And uh, I'll be there. This will be a big Big one, the first time you guys are doing it, so you do it right the first time what you're doing. I know Adam Hamlin has been back there. He's been a big part of putting things together, helping out with the sponsorships and doing all the stuff. So you're going to get a great shot out of the cannon your first My time pleasure. out. You know your mom and dad love you, and they're all in, Mike Harris and Latasha. So you're going to do this thing right the first time, and that's the way to do it. So we'll be there to support you. You know his Decent parents' race. names? Yeah. Wow. Home team's a man of the people. He was at his event uh, when he did stuff for the yeah, kids. from the Cap County. These are the people. <laughs> Don't call him home decent, team for no reason. Decent folks. Yeah, show some respect for your yeah, dad. show some respect. <laughs> we thank you for coming in, Mike, and we look forward to catching up with you in December and down the road. Thank you. Money Mike Harris joining us. You want to stick around? As we're going to have one last segment, you can now start your radio career. You'll be doing this probably 20 years from now when you're done playing. You can be a part of going outside the perimeter as maybe this might or might not show up in your baseball career. Let's go OTP. It's outside the perimeter. Ready to redo your closet, garage, or add that custom golf locker? Artisan Custom Closets does it all. Visit us online at artisancustomclosets.com today. So, football players, they switch teams, somebody new comes in, they want a jersey. Guy has a jersey, but mm. it might mean something to the guy coming in. Maybe the guy coming in is a big-time college star. He wants the veteran's jersey or vice versa. Well, NFL, usually they say, all right, we'll do a little turkey. You donate $20,000 to my foundation, and I'll give you the jersey number. And sometimes people ask for way too much, Mike. Here is Cam Newton talking about when he was coming in to the NFL, and uh, there was discussion about the jersey swap conversation he had to have with a teammate. I don't even want number one. Man, Jimmy Clausen. We cool now, Jimbo. He's like, if you want it, you got to pay for it. I was like, cool, how much? He said a million. <laughs> I said, boy, kiss my ass, bro. I thought he was playing. The motherfucker comes back and said, okay, bro, I'll talk to my people. We'll do it for a $750. <laughs> True story. Hung that phone up. I called the equipment man. I said, I'm rocking with number one. I made an oath to myself. I said, that would be the last time Jimmy Clausen will ever be heard of in Carolina. Wow. A million a dollar ask. So he paid Mike. it. No. 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 He, was, well, he wanted number two. Yeah. Yeah. Clausen was wearing. And when Clausen said a million and then 750, he's like, screw this. I'm just going to make number one my number. I'm not giving you a million dollars. <laughs> he wanted two. Clausen had two on. And oh, he wanted two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he wore two at Auburn. Yeah, for basketball and oh, that's football. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was number two on the basketball court too. He played basketball. Yeah. At, he, at, in college. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, 
Well, oh, you showed, don't know? He showed, I'm sorry, he showed up with his number two at basketball games. That's what I'm doing. I'm sorry. Uh, he did not play he, on the basketball He did not shoot a shot. What the hell are you talking about? You can see him at the basketball <laughs> game. You can see me at a basketball on. game. That doesn't mean I'm playing a basketball game. No, no. <laughs> he wears number two to the basketball uh, game. So you yeah. see, Mike, somebody might ask, uh, maybe down the road, some kid, some hotshot kid comes in 10 years from now, you're 10-year vet, and he wants number 20, 23 million dollars. What are you telling him? What he wait, I'm asking him. No, he's he asking you. Your I want 23. Oh. He he wants to wear it really bad, badly. Would you charge him? Is it up for sale or is it yours forever? Million dollars. I don't know. That's really oh, catch 23. You gotta, you gotta have to change the whole <laughs> foundation. Name. foundation down. Nah, I gotta keep it. There you <laughs> go. <gotta> keep it. <laughs> I gave my jersey away for a DVD player. In the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shout out to you, Brad Johnson, brother. Oh, my God. Oh, I appreciate it. What, what's older, the DVD player or the Russell Athletic Pants? <laughs> he's so bad. I think he, he got not, those the same time. Was he nice about it, Joe? He took the 1-4. Uh, I never talked to him about it. It was all of the equipment manager. You know, you know Brad Johnson is coming in town. Uh, what number do you want? <laughs> A DVD player? Yeah, and the, next like day in my lock, and the next day in my lock, he had a DVD player. It was, you know, big back then. Brad and Johnson few... denies this, though, you know. No, he's not, he can't deny it. I well, mean, he, might... he texted him on a group text. He said that's not true. Oh, yeah, but then he's saying he was just playing on my text I got with him. He knows what he did. What number did you end up taking after he took yours? Oh, one. Right from you. Oh, you're like Cam Newton. <laughs> he should have slid, <laughs> just slid your 20 thou, and then you could have had a football camp at Alvin. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. the hell? Uh, we were talking to Michael Harris about his walk-up music. He says he has four, you have four songs, and you rotate them, you can change them. There's a guy coming to Atlanta. He's going to be playing at the Hell of a Block Party. For the uh-huh. next Georgia Tech home game, they've had a concert every single week. Right. Young Gravy, you familiar mm-hmm. with Young Gravy, yeah, Michael? I'm, I'm familiar, I'm familiar. I just got indoctrinated oh, to Young Gravy. gravy. You just sent us a video. I played it this, uh, this morning. Uh, Matt Leary, do you have I any Young Gravy that we could sample? Okay, got a little float. All right, Money Mike, what you think? <laughs> Young good, Gravy. I can see you I mean, walking up to the plate like this. I like it. He was he was uh, booming about three three years ago. So oh, was, is that right? Yeah, I was about trying to listen to him. Hey, so, 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 so. I kind of like the vibe. Good beats. She's on the gravy train. He is from Rochester, Minnesota. Rochester, Minnesota. Not really I can't familiar. tell if serious or not. I kind of like it. <laughs> that, that sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. So the hell of a block party coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got um, your name written all over it. Like, <laughs> it's you right here, man. Well, good stuff. That's oh. going outside the perimeter. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up with Michael Harris the second, And we will tell you what's coming on here in the locker room tomorrow and on the fan later today when we return here on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Welcome back in to the locker room on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Coming up a little bit later today, Matt Stinchcomb will be on with Nick and Chris at 12.05. Ryan McGee from ESPN's Marty and McGee show will be on at 105. And then later this evening, we'll get 643 with Dylan Short. Mm. It's a Braves fix with the Braves yeah. making some moves at 6 o'clock here on the fan. The slice of life was pretty simple. Uh, angry man came in this morning and told us how unwatchable the NBA was because he watched the last God, two minutes almighty. of the Lakers of the Heat. Ridiculous. So I just asked, what is unwatchable? watchable view anymore and for me number one it's college game day it is it's a terrible product awful 
I don't need to see Pat McAfee eating chicken wings, shirtless, mm. screaming at everybody. No thanks. Too yeah. old. Unwatchable. I am too old. Uh, playoff baseball without my Braves in it. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't watch another mm, Unwatchable. Reality TV. I used to didn't mind the champagne throwing and the table flipping. That's old. I can't, I can't watch it. I can't watch some of that stuff anymore. I can. A little twerking. Uh, <laughs> Iowa football's offense. That's pretty bad. By the way, the, the under hit. There, there was 17. No. It was 10-7 no. was the final. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm getting on that train this week. I'm getting on it. Why did none of us take that under? It That's felt like a set possible to be that bad. It was what, 30 and a half? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it felt like a set. It was 0-0 zero, zero at halftime. Oh my God! <laughs> it's like watching Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. That is Jurassic <laughs> offense. Goodness! Why? Want to say thanks to Michael Harris the second. Don't forget, December the eighth is when his bowling <laughs> event will take place. Be a part of it. Atlanta is looking for a lot of people to show up, and he is too. Help him out and support the community. Will be at Bolero in Marietta, and you can go to catch23foundation.org for all the information. Want to say thanks to Matt. Thanks to Justin the Infiltrator. We'll see you tomorrow, 6 to 10, here in the locker room on the fan, 680 93.7 FM. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.